131. Our grads, page 291. You know, and uh, this is one of my favorite just sections of Scripture. You know, because what, what we've even talked about a little bit this morning, what the Bible uh, kind of communicates to us from beginning to end, we see this constant theme of progression. You know, and if I, if I had to subtitle this morning, bless you, if I had to subtitle this morning, it would be Paths of Progression. Because I really believe for, for our seniors, you know, and even for all of us really as individuals, what this life is about and what they're entering into is they're entering into new paths. And these paths are leading to progress and progression and movement and growth. And really all throughout the Bible, this constant narrative is movement. This constant narrative is progression and journeying towards a destination. And we see this really begin in the Old Testament where they were heading as the promised land. We really see this begin in Genesis chapter 12 with Abraham. You know, whenever God would come to Abraham and he'd say, Hey, listen, I have a land for you. I have a, I have a process for you. I have a, a, a goal for you and your people and your offspring and all these things. And so God is speaking into Abraham's life and speaking into the Old Testament there, kind of setting this theme setting this theme of journeys and the, this constant movement that the people of Israel do. Um, in Exodus, they're moving from slavery into freedom, and then they move into the wilderness, and they move through the wilderness, moving towards the promised land. There's always this process of movement. In the New Testament, we see God's people move from just there in Jerusalem to the nations, to the ends of the world. So there's always this movement that is going on, even getting into the book of Revelations, where we're moving towards the new heaven and the new earth. Like There's always this movement that God's people is doing. And so, um, and like I said, and, and what's the constant theme in the midst of that? The constant theme in the midst of that church is God's active participation and faithfulness in His people's progress. You know, and, and, and for us and for our seniors this morning, as they move into these new arenas of life, that's going to be the greatest thing that they can ever hold on to or kind of go back to in understanding is that God's active participation in their life is going to be that thing that provides, that is present in the midst of their progress, in the midst of the past that they're journeying. You know, in, in uh, Exodus 33, 14 through 15, uh, the, uh, they, he says this, he says, And he said, My presence, talking about God, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence, and, and Moses is saying to God here, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. Because Moses recognized that without God's presence then there are no promises. And so when I'm progressing in my life, moving down paths of promise, that it's God's presence that brings about that movement, that brings about the confidence at which we navigate these spaces. And so for, you know, for our seniors this morning, for all of us really, you know, after, after a hard day, you know, after a difficult day, as they've been in high school for the last four years, and you, know, you, you go to school, you do all you got to do, it's busy, you're running, you're gunning, you know, after a hard day of moving and going and doing, you know, it's, it's, it's assuring to us to have a place to come home to, a place that we know, right? A place that, that, that we're comfortable. And what the Old Testament, what the New Testament, what God is telling us is that God can be equally familiar to us in that way. That it doesn't matter where our address is. It doesn't matter where we're spending our time. That God can be equally familiar 
for us in that. That over time in God, we can learn where to go for nourishment. We can, go, we can learn where to hide for protection. We can learn where to turn for guidance. Just as our earthly house is a place of refuge, God is a place of peace for us. And that, as we move into uncertainties, that's the only thing that offers us hope. You know, all of us, we all want hope. Because hope is having a a, a foresight beyond our circumstances. Hope is having a, a vision beyond what's happening right here. Because if we have no hope in the midst of what we're going through, then what's the point? But if we have hope of something beyond, if we have hope no matter what's going on here, as we enter into any uncertainty, as we enter into any struggle, as we enter into any opposition, as a believer in Jesus, as we navigate our life as Christians, we have hope. We have a hope that, that nothing else can, can offer us. Nothing else can offer us the type of hope that God does. And so this morning, as we look at this idea of passive progress, I'm going to do two quick things, see two quick things this morning for our grads and for us as we look at what it means to progress in our life. Two things that give us confidence as we navigate these paths. The first thing is this, that He is already on the path. He is already on the path. And listen... For me personally, this is a place where God has just given me confidence in moving into all the uncertain spaces, all the difficult spaces of my life. Because what he is telling, what, what Moses is telling Joshua, who would be the successor to Moses, Moses is telling him, and I'm going to read this passage here shortly, and we're going to read this together in Deuteronomy 31 so we can get an idea of what's going on. In Deuteronomy 31, it says this, it says, So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and to come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. Verse 3 says, the Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head. Moses talking to the people about Joshua being their leader. As the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as He did to Sihon and to Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when He destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear, be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Verse 7, it says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. In verse 8, he says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you, and He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed or be discouraged. Church, he tells the people, he tells Joshua here, Moses does, on behalf of God, he says, God himself will go before you. You know, the beautiful thing about our God is that our God is not a distant spectator of our journey. God is an active participator in every step that we take in life. The good things and the bad things. That there is no space at which we navigate that God is surprised. You know, and there's a lot of Christian belief that would navigate our faith in that capacity. But I refuse to believe it because the Almighty God, the, the, the Almighty Sovereign God that we serve is not surprised or caught off guard by anything we choose to do or any path we choose to take. But our God is there before us. Our God is present in the midst of that. Our God has already ordained it. And the beautiful thing about it for a believer is that even in our mess-ups, God has already been to that place and He's taking those things and He's using them to mold us into an even better image than we are. 
making us more and more and more into the image of God, which is what he's bringing us towards, more into the image of Christ. He takes our good, he takes our bad, and because he's already been there, because he's already seen it, he's using it for our good. If we'll acknowledge him, if we'll confidently pursue them, he is not surprised or catching up to us, he is waiting on us. And isn't that an awesome thought to think about? As these seniors step into the next arena of their life, that God isn't not only know about it, but God is waiting for them there. That for all of us, as we step into the unknowns and the battles of our life, that God isn't surprised, God isn't falling behind, but God is waiting on us. As we step into these paths, you know, and he tells them, because of this, and this is the thing that we have to get right, because we live in such a me-focused world, because we live in such a world that wants to accomplish for ourselves and do our own thing and what makes me happy and all this, he tells Joshua here, and I love this reminder, even though Joshua would, would lead them in, that God is the ultimate leader. In verse 3, he says, God himself will go over before you. This is the place at which in our lives that we begin to live in that is when we acknowledge that God himself is the leader. That there is no point at which I take the lead. That God himself will go before you. We, we always want to take the credit. We always want to be the ones that are taking the lead. We want to be the ones in the spotlight. But God says, man, listen, I'll go before you. And there's promises that come with that. There's confidence that comes with that. This doesn't take, the, pla take pla uh, the place of our participation out of the way, but it empowers us. It ignites within us the desire to move forward when I know that the path at which I walk, I'm not walking alone. And not only that, but there is a God before me that's already been there. And so as I step into this place and I'm resting in the confidence of my holy God when I go to my God in prayer, when I lean into the relationship I have with my holy God and I'm asking Him in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of struggles, as these seniors move into this next arena of life and new spaces, new people, new experiences, all these things, and they say, God, they cry out to God, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just spent. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've been studying for finals for nights and nights and nights. I just need some help. And then God says, listen I've been there already and you know what you're gonna make it through this you're gonna survive this you're gonna come out on the other side better than you were on this end of it maybe it's not perfect but you will finish it you will get through it and you know how I'll know that because our God says I've gone myself before you I've already been there and he does that so that we can move. He does that so that we can navigate. I love in Exodus 13, 21, as they've moved away from spaces of slavery, the Lord, it says this, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. He says, listen, I'm leading so that you may move. God is doing in our lives, God is giving us this confidence, this hope, this, this power, not so that we can sit stagnant, but that we can progress. He says that I'm here, I'm shining this light into your life, giving you this hope of my faithfulness and my confidence so that, so that you can move. God is calling us to the spaces where he's already been. God is ushering us into the spaces that he has invited us to be at. His participation facilitates our action. It doesn't hinder it. It facilitates our action. And not only that, but twice. I love this, that Moses first speaks it to the people of Israel, but then secondly, he speaks it to Joshua in front of the people of Israel. He says, be strong and courageous. This, this phrase, be strong, it means to seize, 
to bind, to fasten up. It's almost this idea of grabbing a hold of. He says, be strong, hold tight, don't let go of this hope, of this confidence, of this faithfulness that God has provided to you. Hold on to it. You know, and we can almost think of it, I've always thought every time the Bible says hold firm or stand fast or hold on, I always think of, of these ideas, this thought that, that as we're holding on, things are, are, are working against us, asking us to let go and to grab a hold of other things. Asking us to grab a hold, find confidence in this thing, find hope in this thing, find purpose in this thing. When God is speaking into our heart saying, no, seize this. Be strong in this capacity. Hold fast to this confidence because nothing else out here will give you what I can give you. Nothing else out here can say I've been where you're going and can offer you the confidence that you need to navigate that, to find peace in the midst of that, to find purpose in the midst of that. And he says, he says to do not, in verse 6, do not fear or be in dread of them. You know, and so this do not fear and be in dread of them is almost the opposite of the be strong and courageous. Be strong uh, is, is how we hold on. Be courageous is how we move forward. And then he talks about do not be afraid. You know, it's this idea of what's hindering us from moving forward. And then do not be in dread of them. This phrase to be in dread means to break down by confusion or fear. To be broken down, not to, to be, be held by fear and God is calling us out of that. He says, be strong. He's telling Joshua and the people of Israel here, he says, be strong. Hold fast. Seize a hold of the confidence that he has. And he does that. He calls us as people to a mindset that takes hold of a confidence that keeps us from getting distracted and falling off course. That he is already on the path. The second and last thing this morning, church, is that he is the sustainer of the progression. He is the sustainer of the progression. In verse 8, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, he says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. You know, I love, you know, they named and God named and people named things with so much meaning then. You know, and, and when God is speaking, when, when Moses is speaking on behalf of God here, in the very beginning of verse 1, he says he spoke these words to all of Israel. You know, the name Israel means God strives. You know, and so what's so beautiful about that is that every time Israel were to think of their own name, they would be reminded that the progression is not in their own strength, but in God's. That God strives, that God works, that God has brought you to where you are now, that God has sustained you, that even in the wilderness when you disobeyed, when you rebelled against me, that I still provided, I still continued with you, I still gave to you, I still moved with you. Then, and, and then all these times and all these years when you didn't have a, a, a desire for me, when you weren't living for me, when you were worshiping other gods, that God was still there, that God was still moving, that God was still growing and moving and, and developing his kingdom amongst these people, that every Every time they thought about their own name, they thought about the fact that their God strives, that God is the one carrying them, and that if for us in the New Testament, New Covenant Church, that we are the new Israel, that God strives on our behalf when we have put our faith in Him, that He strives. And that when He says that He will be, not only He goes before you, not only is He ahead of you, but our God stands with you. And that phrase, with you, means equally with. That He's standing in equality with us, present in our space with us. Not only that, but He says He will never leave you. 
that He will not relax, that He will not move away, that He will be present, that He will be grabbing a hold of us as we grab a hold of Him. And not only that, but He will not forsaken you or relinquish us. This is the confidence that we rest in as Christians that God will not, bug in my face, God will not relinquish us. And for a lot of us, I believe there are times, there are so many times in our life when we relinquish God, right? We step back. We get discouraged. Uh, we, we feel shame. We feel guilt. Uh, we get angry. Whatever it may be that pushes us away from faithful fellowship with God and His people, we relinquish. And we step back. We say, I, I just, I don't want this. I can't do this. And you know what's beautiful in the midst of that for a believer is it says God does not relinquish us. He has not relinquished us. And what's even more amazing is that God's already in that space of doubt. God is already in that space where we are. God's already in that space where we would have never even thought we would be. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4 says, For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. Church, so not only is God bringing us down paths of progression, but He's bringing us down paths that guarantee victory. Now, does that mean don't hear what I'm not saying? I'm not saying that it's roses and cupcakes and unicorns and that life is easy and that there's some type of, uh, you know, health, wealth, and prosperity ahead of us. I'm not saying that. But I think what we need to see is that victory is so much more than how we feel physically. That physically we may feel beat down and bruised and just off the beaten path, but God says that there is still victory there. Because there is no situation, there's no path that we take that is a wasted path. There's no journey that we go on that God can't take and use for our greater good because God is famous for caring and preparing His people for greater things. And God does that by taking our failures, by taking our mistakes, by taking our bad decisions and molding them into things that prepare us for life ahead of us and strengthen us for the decisions that He has for us. Because what God does is He walks ahead to fight the battles we can't win. He calms the seas where we're convinced we can't beat. He softens the blows we worry will take us down and He knows our road. He understands our coming difficulties and traumas and He knows how to lead us through it. Only God does. Listen, that's for me personally as a, as a soon-to-be high schooler, that's a confidence I have to rest in. And for you guys as, as seniors moving into these next spaces of, of life, of difficulty, you know, I'm a science major. I've sit in uh, psychology and sociology classes that teach things that are completely against the God that we believe in. And you're entering into those spaces of, 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 of universities, of, of a world that will be in opposition to your thoughts and your mind. You'll enter into chat uh, uh, discussion boards where people will rail you because of your beliefs on certain topics. And so we, as we move into this, what sustains, what prepares us for the progress is not going to be our own strength. It's going to be the confidence that we have in God's hope to carry us through this. And it's not a perfect process. You know, I, I had this thought this week that progression is not dependent on your perfection, only your persistence. That progression is not dependent on your perfection, only your persistence. It's not about how many times we fall, but it's about us getting up. It's about continuing to move forward. It's about entering into these unknown spaces and knowing that, you know what, I'm not going to sustain it. I'm not always going to have it held together, but God will. God will not relinquish. God will not let go. God will not forsake me. It's not about how 
perfect we are, but how persistent we are. Proverbs 3, 6, he says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, he says, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, God strives. He says, Fear not. He says, For I have redeemed you. This is God speaking to his people. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. He says, listen, no matter what difficult situation, listen, going through fires, going through rivers, these things are not easy experiences. But he says, listen, they won't defeat you. They may hurt you. They may burn you. They may make you afraid. They may give you anxiety. They may do all these things to you, but he says they will not defeat you. So the confidence we have when we step into unknown situations, unknown circumstances, we begin down paths of progress in our future, in our universities, in our jobs, in our lives, in our parenting, whatever it may be. God says you're going to enter into a lot of really bad situations that aren't going to feel great and aren't going to look great, but he says that I will give you victory at the end. Genesis 28:15 says, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And he says, I will bring you, and he's speaking to Jacob here, he says, and I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Man, isn't that good? That God says, listen, I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised for you. And what has he promised us? He's promised to keep us. He's promised to hold us. He's promised to lead us. He's promised us redemption. He's promised us mercy and grace. Church, our biggest enemy is our inability to see beyond our weakness when we speak of progressing and moving down these paths God has called us to. Because we let's put so much focus on ourselves to sustain the progress. You know, we think to ourselves, there's no way I can stand out. There's no way I can carry on. There's no way I can lead. Depending on our own strengths, to carry us and progress us through this life. But God says, God says, I will not leave you until I've brought you where I've promised that you will go. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll go before you. I'll be with you. Church, the narrative of the progression of of the Bible is all about movement from one situation to the next. And God has brought us into that space even this morning. For all of us as parents, as people, as students, as seniors, moving into these next arenas of life, that we are navigating paths of uncertainty. But these paths are paths of progression. That God wants to use these paths to grow us, to move us. You know, and not only are these paths the biblical narrative about progression and movement towards promises, but ultimately for us, God has been leading to promises, and that promise has been an eternal promise of who Jesus is, of what He's done. That the promised land that each of us are moving towards and have invited other people to is the Son of God, the kingdom come down to earth. You know, to, to in, in per, the person of Jesus, giving us a kingdom experience now. Because we talk about this all the time. There is a already that we live in and a not yet that we strive towards. The already we live in is the confidence and the hope that we have that God has redeemed us from our sins through Jesus Christ by putting faith in His death on the cross and paying for our punishment. That's the already we live in. The not yet is the glorified existence that we have in the presence of God for all eternity. 
Philippians 1.6, he says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work, the already, in you, will bring it to completion or perfection at the day of Jesus Christ. The already, God has began a good work. The not yet, he will bring it to perfection. Because listen, I don't know about you, but I, every day I navigate, I don't see a lot of perfection within myself. But the beautiful thing about the path of our progression is that the sustaining process is not my strength, but it's God's. And that he said, if he began a good work in you, if God has started this process with you, he will bring it to completion. That's a guarantee. Psalm 52, 8 and 9, he says, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever, and I will thank you forever because you have done it. I love David's confidence there. He says, you have done it. You have sustained me. You have provided for me. You have given me hope. And this is pointing for us to Jesus, the hope that we need. He says, because you have done it. And he says, I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. Church, he has invited us. God, each and every one of us, our seniors here this morning, he has invited you down steps and paths of progression and not stagnation. And that confidence that we find, that hope that we find to navigate those paths of uncertainty, those paths of new experiences and new journeys, we find that hope and confidence and the sustenance in that in God through a relationship with Jesus, putting our trust in Him and, 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 and having confidence in His work on the cross so that there's no shame that hinders us, no guilt that hinders us, and there has to be no sin that trips us up and keeps us from running the race that God has called us to. And so I want to give us three just quick practical things and I'll be done. That how do we navigate experiencing and taking steps down paths of progression? The first thing is this, is that we would take a moment and take moments to trust God, our Father in heaven, who knows us better than anyone else ever could. He knows our sin. He knows our failure. He knows where we're afraid. He knows where we doubt. Too often we feel like if we have doubts, then God doesn't want anything to do with us. You know what God says in the midst of our doubts? Come. He says, come, let's work through those things together. Let me mold those things out for you. He says, come. Not only do we take a moment to trust God, but the second thing is that we would make a choice between pride and humility. That we would stop holding on to the fact that we're the center of the universe, but laying ourselves before a holy God and saying, God, I, I want you to show me. God, I want you to lead me. I trust in you. I, 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 want, I want to believe that you're there. I do believe that you're there before I've ever gotten there. I know that you're the one that's provided a way. I know that you're the one that's holding me and carrying me. Not fearing how people will respond, but being able and willing to talk openly and, 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 and live comfortably within the hope that we have in Jesus and all the uncertain spaces that we Go. And the last thing is this, that we would make our next step today a walk with God. That we would step into this space, even today, this morning, leaning in, saying, Father God, I'm just so thankful for you. God, I believe maybe, maybe for all, all of us as Christians this morning, as we evaluate our relationship with God today, that we would say, you know what, God, I've, I've been absent. I've been distant. Lord, I have not been trusting in you. I have not believed that you've been present. I have not believed that you've been with me. I have not believed, I have not navigated in the confidence that it takes, uh, Lord, in the confidence that you've given me to know that you have gone ahead of me and that you guarantee victory. That we would pray even this morning, God, give me the confidence to lead my family in this way. Give me the confidence to have conversations with my children in this way. God, give me the confidence to talk to my spouse in this way. 
Lord, give us the confidence, give the, our students the confidence to live in this way. Give us the confidence to lead in our jobs in this way. That God is with us, God is before us, God guarantees victory. And that He has empowered us, He has ignited within us a confidence to navigate these paths of progression. As we move closer and closer to Him, that we shine and we invite other people onto this path with us as much as possible. The church, can we bow our heads this morning as we finish up? And just begin to openly evaluate and, 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 and communicate to our holy God this morning. God, you know, where, where have I been in this? God, in these paths of progression, have I depended on you as the sustainer? God, in these paths of progression, Lord, have I, have I known and, and been confident in you and in who you are and what you've done? Church, I pray this morning we would be honest in that, that we would seek God putting our faith in Him, trusting in Him, believing in Him. As we navigate uncertainties, every day brings new uncertainties that we would believe and trust in Him and who He is. Church, let's pray together this morning. Father God, I'm just so thankful for You. God, I'm thankful that there are no paths of uncertainty that we navigate, that we ever have to be questioning Your presence. God, that if You're calling us to promises then you guarantee your presence. God, and even though we may take many different paths, God, even though even in these seniors, they've taken different paths of school and places that they'll go, God, it doesn't matter the paths that we take, that you tell us if we acknowledge you that you will make those paths straight, that you will make those paths the quickest journey to the destination that we seek, and that destination is you. That destination is confidence in you, that no matter the circumstance, no matter the degree plan, no matter what it is, God, that you are leaning into that space. That, God, you're not more present in one space than you are another. But, God, any of these paths that we take, that we, we know that if we'll acknowledge you, that you will make those paths straight. That you will make those paths the quickest journey to the place that we intend to be. And that's a confidence and a peace that we can find in you. God, so I pray, I pray for us this morning, God in all our different career paths, in all our different life situations, Lord, that we would acknowledge you so that you would make our path straight so that that path is to you. So, Lord, we wouldn't have to experience the turns that come and the detours that come with sin and in our rebellion. God, that we could just begin traveling down the straight path of confidence with you. Lord, I pray this morning that if there is sin in our hearts, as we know there are. Lord, we all enter into this space with sin. Lord, I pray that we would confidently ask for forgiveness. God, knowing that you forgive us. Father, I pray that we would, as you, Lord, cast our shame as far as the east is from the west, our sin as far as the east is from the west. Lord, I pray that we would relinquish our, the shame that we hold on to. God, sometimes we get very comfortable in shame and guilt. Sometimes we get very comfortable in sin, and we want to hold on to it. Father God, I pray that we would let go. God, I pray that we would begin moving down these paths that you've called us to. Lord, knowing that it's not about perfection, but it's about persistence, that we would just continue striving towards you. Lord, seeking after you, praying to you. God, getting into your word and seeking what it is you have for us. Father God, I just thank you for the confidence that we can find only in you, Lord. I pray that you would just bless these people. God, bless these students as they take these steps. 
of uncertainty forward, Lord. I just, again, just thank you for this morning and who you are. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.